Sting! Darby's little emo daddy. How you doing, buddy? Good to see ya. Listen, man, I'm not out here trying to start a fight. The last thing I'd want to do is embarrass the icon in front of all these schmucks. No, no. I'm here to have a gentleman's chat. You see, Sting? I don't think you want to answer that talentless waste of space's question, do ya? Because if you did, if you did, then you would have to tell these people the truth. And the truth is, their little hero, Darby Allen, he's not coming back. But you ain't fooling MJF. You're a bad person, Sting. Everyone who's ever been friends with you, they stay by your side through thick and thin. Fat boy, I got the microphone. And yet, when they need you most, where are you? It's because of your negligence that your friend Darby Allen has wound up in the same exact spot as your old pal, Lex Luger. In a wheelchair! Oh! oh! What a right hand by the Stinger! And a clothesline on MJF, who's running like a little scalded dog. The Top of Wrestling, with your host, OGM. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay! His mother named Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick. <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! You are impressionist. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh! Oh! Oh, Jinx! Holy shit! How did that actually happen? Here we go. Mamushka! 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 And that means welcome back in... I don't know what technical uh, language that is, but welcome back to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. My name is the Professor Mark Fantasia. And I'm excited for this week because we have quite a lot to talk about. We are going to be taking a trip back into 1996. It was Halloween Havoc 96 great because ODM even texted me over the weekend. Man, did you watch this already? Yeah, I know what happens and we'll get into it. Um, Some good stuff. Hogan with some really awesome short hair. We'll get into that, but a lot of news. I mean, for just a one week time, we have a lot of things that are some ups, some downs. Uh, Of course, we like to give you that nice shit sandwich here on this show, so you'll get the downs probably in the middle. We'll wrap it up with some good stuff. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for subscribing 
as you always do, liking, as you tend to do, and sharing, as we know you always do. On iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You know that we talk movies while we talk wrestling. Keep that in mind. Things are going to get fun for Season 4. Good things to come. We'll get into that. Uh, But last week's movie, we asked Zoltar to make our podcast big. It was uh, it, it was quite the. It's the one thing we apparently didn't use was Zoltar's name, which is so weird out of everything. It's one of the things that if you haven't noticed, I tried to do. I tried to go back on something we didn't use. But as we know, our co-host, <laughs> ODM, last week, you were unhinged. You were like some desperate howling demon. You you frightened me. Do it again. You know, I'm just like any modern man trying to have it all. Loving wife, a family. It's just, I wish I had more time to seek out the dark for- forces and join their hellish crusade. <laughs> Happy Halloween. If you haven't figured that out, we are at least going with a Halloween episode or movie. We'll give you that kind of. I mean, there's millions of horror movies and things like that. We'll see if you do catch up as to where we're at. Um, hey, you know, let me ask you, I haven't even, this is the first time I can actually ask you last week when you listen back to the show, how mad were you at me for putting in the sad version of Hulk Hogan's song with, uh, the Buffalo Bills losing? I kind of figured you were going to do it. <laughs> You've set a precedent for that it, one, so. I thought it was pretty funny. You're welcome. But we don't have to worry about. Hitting music this week, the Bills had a bye. In the next couple of weeks, we'll be coming back and squishing, squishing some fish and uh, other teams. But let's start talking. We have a lot of things. Last week, oh, our yeah. episode, of of course, is on a Wednesday. Last week, we had nothing on on a Wednesday night because AEW, for the second week in a row, was pushed to a Saturday night due to hockey. The following day, Thursday, we had several things happen. First was the event that was the G1 Finals. And I, uh, I, I we kind of called what would happen, I think. But no, actually, I take it back. I don't think either of us called Okada to win this in any way at all. I don't think that we said Okada was going to win it. Uh, but because I think we're like, well, it's probably going to be a Bushi heading into the because he won and it was Jeff Cobb or Okada. But Okada got the win. We'll get into that. But also on that day was WWE Blood Money 17. And at that event, we have a new king and queen of the ring. Hey, man, about time WWE has done something noteworthy. I put it in our news. That's how noteworthy it is. Xavier Woods and Zelina Vega are the new king and queen of WWE. Excellent call, excellent push, and it was Baylor versus Woods in the finals. Did you think Baylor was going over to become King Baylor? No, I I wanted him to just because I'm a mark for him. So sure, you know that's what I wanted. But I mean, I think it makes sense with Xavier Woods. He's the one of let's be honest of the three of the new day. He's the one that's going to have the lowest ceiling. Right, so this this forum here's the king of ring, little buddy. Right, Have exactly. Fun with We're it. gonna put this right up on the fridge for you, so everybody can see it. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Zelina Vega still kind of baffles me, but you know, whatever. Versus Dewdrop in the in the finals. Yeah, I mean, I, Queen Dewdrop would have been kind of fun. You could have had some really cool vignettes and stuff like that, but we'll see where it goes. It's either King Xavier or King Woods, but right. at least they made the right choice. Nothing more I even want to talk about on that show. Yeah. People are like, oh, my God, Oldberg. Yay. Yeah, right. Dude, let's talk about two people who are having one hell of a year. First is going to be Mineral Suzuki. The second will be Christian Cage. First. You know, Suzuki showed up at AEW's All Out. You and I, we marked out pretty heavy. Hell yeah. A couple of weeks later, he has a match against John Moxley in Moxley's hometown. Uh, or maybe it was just later that week, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, generally you think, okay, that's, you know... I guess you never really think that guys book their own tour. You know what I mean? Like a band. But I guess in ways, wrestlers do. And Suzuki was booked excellent throughout his time in the U.S. Since showing up, probably right before All Out or whatever the case would be, he also now, this past weekend, or well, a couple of weeks ago, we know he fought Brian Danielson on Rampage, or the buy-in on YouTube. This past weekend, he beat Chris Dickinson in the main event of Josh Barnett's Bloodsport 7, and then the next night goes on into a death match with Mr. What is it? Murder, Death, Kill? Is that who it is, right? That's uh, Nick Gage. Yep. Beats him in the main event of the GCW show. And on the same card, the Briscoes win the tag team titles in a bloody brawl, by the way. Thought that was pretty great. But Suzuki had one hell of a run here and actually just... Earlier today, before we recorded, he did put out a tweet saying, thank you to U.S. It's been quite a run. It was a lot of fun. I'm like, that was just, dude, that's the way to do it. Make tours go place to place. I'm, I, Let's stop calling it the forbidden door. Door is open. We got to fight. It's, it's a right. It's a two-way door, right? It's a saloon door. It's French doors. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so that was kind of exciting. But the other person I want to talk about is Christian. He has main evented three promotions, pay-per-views. WWE, hey, whether he was in it for an entire the entire match or not, he was in the main event, which was the Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble match. He fought Kenny Omega in the AEW title match for All Out. And then, just this past weekend, Impact's biggest pay-per-view of the year, loses the title to Josh Alexander. And we'll get into that in a couple minutes. But, dude, Christian has had one hell of a year. Who would have thought that Captain Charisma in 2021 and Mineral Suzuki in 2021 would be two of the most talked about and consistent wrestlers of the year? I mean, you have a company like AEW. We had NXT. You had you have all these wrestlers everywhere, and we're talking about Suzuki and Cage. I just think that's great, man. It just goes to show that they still got it, both of them. Yeah, and and the opportunities are there. Like you said, it's not a forbidden door anymore. It's just it's a world of opportunities. You can be under a sports entertainment umbrella, or you can be a free agent and have a home company and work wherever. So yeah. 
It's great and for exposure. Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan even just said it in an interview. He knows that in AEW there's more wrestling than there is videos and vignettes and uh, interviews and backstage segments and all that shit. He knows, and he wants to be there for the wrestling. That's like you just said, not the entertainment. The Did wrestling. you see his uh, his backstage promo with Shivani and Kingston? I did. Oof. I did. Oof. Dude, it's just so many things. I'm like, I could sit here for hours and book a main event of each Dynamite or each pay-per-view for hours. Like, just mm-hmm. random matches. You're like, that could do it. That could do it. That could do it. And in in a rotation. You know what I mean? You're like, you just put Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson's name. I got to get out of that. Uh, Brian Danielson's name. And then just listing, like, what, 30 guys that he could have a match against that would sell out, you know, any AEW arena. Same with Adam Cole. Absolutely. Who just, they, he was on the most unrestricted podcast. So check mm-hmm. that out for, you're welcome plugging you guys. Give one in return. Thanks, Aubrey Edwards. There you go. All right. <laughs> um, any other uh, news you got for us? Man? Well, yeah, well, we got news all over the place. This is a random thing I saw. I had to throw in here. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Uh, Bret Hart recalls drawing wrestler orgies on the WWE locker room blackboard. Uh, this just tickled me. Uh, it was a high spot, high spots virtual signing. Um, he, he said it was out of boredom. He said, in the beginning, nobody knew it was me, so I'd draw this big orgy on the blackboard, all these sexual positions and stuff. It was just to make the guys laugh. Nobody knew it was me. Um, people were like, who did that? Uh, so, yeah, so I, I, there's a whole long quote. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but there is some stuff that uh, eventually they knew it was him. Wrestlers would ask him to draw them. Um, they would go, this happened last night, and they, they would he would draw a perverted, made-up version of that. Um, uh, he said Andre would laugh his ass off and loved his drawings. The crazier, the better. Um, what was the other one? Uh, let's see. There's one guy that got pissed off at him. Oh, he drew one of the agents on the blackboard, uh, and he got really mad, said, never do it again. If my, What if my wife saw that? And um, Vince is standing there the next day when he walks in, with his arms crossed, holding a big piece of chalk. Brett walks by him, and Vince goes, you draw anything you want, anytime you want, and if anyone has a problem with it, you come see me. So <laughs> that's pretty fucking hilarious. Uh, that just, that just, that got me. I, I just, I thought that was hilarious. So I had best to there is, up. best there was. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, I right? I love it. That's uh, exciting. Good for him. I, I, I liked it. Weird you got to have the good ribs. I mean, Owen had his way again. Yeah. Brett had his way, and he was a good artist, man. There's he was, a lot of yeah. things that I remember seeing back in the day. Mm-hmm. Him it, and Jerry Lawler. And Lawler, yeah. And it was great when they were in a feud with each other in 93. They were both drawing things of each other, and it was going into like the WWF magazine and stuff. It was fantastic. Yeah, it's fucking oh, hilarious. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that, too. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. A magazine. Oh, yeah. We'll get into something. I have something I need to say. Okay. Uh, but before you read this next piece of news that you have here, I never do it this early. But it coincides in proper time, and I'm going to give him it this early. Hey, Nightwing, what's your good shit of the week? Nobody in the whole building but us, Nightwing. Wing. Eh? It's Nightwing. Really? Huh. Guess I was thinking of that goofy mullet you used to have. Yeesh, that was like a whole decade of bad hair days. This is such good shit. Hey everybody, this is Nightwing, and well, first off, I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. So, Professor, hit the damn music.
now let me just go ahead and get into what I want to talk about today. I rarely talk about good booking within WWE especially, but I want to just say one of the success stories that we've had over the past years and some change. I want to talk about Bianca Belair. They booked her super strong up until they had her drop the title. And they have screwed up so many call-ups from NXT up to the main roster, but Bianca Belair has been the primarily sole freaking success story with the whole ordeal and that's really my good shit for the day i just love it it's the fact that they actually book somebody correctly guys have a great week hitting the nail on the head he's right they've done really good booking with bianca belair and now here she is she's topping the pwi women's 150 dude we had it in our news ready to go and i'm like i'm gonna give them the props it's it's nice and uh early but i'll give him that you know what but like i said with those shit sandwiches that we like to toss out every now and then that will be your one and only hit the music of the season nwa next season you can you know whatever week that the bills have a bye feel free to play goldberg's theme win lose or draw on your game that's fine but (laughs) hey man who knows we may get the bills and falcons in a no, we won't. Yeah, anyway, no. I was gonna say Super Bowl, <laughs> <laughs> but and he, and to give him a little bit more uh, cred, yeah, they are looking like they're pushing Naomi into uh, the Bloodline faction. But I have a feeling it's stopping there. That is my official saying it right now, out loud. You can say anything you want to Nightwing, and I, and I want you to chime in on this one too, ODM. I think that's it. I think what they've added, what they what they have so far, I think they've reached their peak. If they wanted to add more members, they would have done it by now. Personal opinion. What are your What are your thoughts? Yeah, with WWE, we know that they're booking. Uh, they're They're not known for their long term booking. Not Not recent. Not in recent years, anyway. So the thing with the Usos was pretty much a slam dunk, and they're a little too late with the Naomi thing. I mean, you called it, man, but. I just don't think that they have any plans. I think it was an afterthought for them. They're like, oh, hey, Naomi's actually technically part of the family, so let's bring her in. And they kind of haven't done anything. And I, and, the re- and I think it's more than that. I think it's they don't even know what to do with the bloodline as it was before Naomi. So they don't even know what to do with them. So mm-hmm. I just don't see anything major happening with it. It's probably going to disband. It's probably going to be something like everybody leaves Roman. The Usos leave Roman, Heyman leaves Roman, and then he's on his own, and he'll drop the title to whoever when the time is right. But, yeah, I just, again, just I have no faith in their booking, and I'm sure it's just going to fizzle out. Totally agree. But back into the news. I figured we'd talk about all that positive shit first because, man, we got some negative stuff or some bad things on the on the things here, man, So yeah. uh, or on our news. Why don't you start it? All right, so uh, the first one is uh, Hacksaw Hacksaw Jim Duggan uh, underwent emergency surgery. No word on what it is, but uh, his wife Deborah did take a picture with him after the surgery. He was up on his feet. So, I mean, at this point, it seems like he's in the clear. Uh, He was battling some other health issues over the past years, uh, past couple years. So, um, you know, it was just kind of out of nowhere. But uh, as of now, he seems okay. So. You know, well wishes. From what it looks like, I I know that he had there was a, a a picture of him. I think his bandage was falling off, so he just reached down into his tights and grabbed out some medical tape. Jesus, wrapped Christ. his body up. He was good. He was fine. 
<sighs> you would have thought I've been holding that. Wasn't. That, that just came to me. That was pretty good. Uh, I, that was a good pull. Good pull. Just like the pull of tape. Uh, well, <laughs> the fucking, the one that you want to talk about, and I'm going to let you run with it because you, you know, we had, you had messaged me uh, briefly uh, after it had happened. Um, you know, we did talk about Kota Ibushi and uh, Kazuchika Okada having their match. Um, and uh, Ibushi went for what, like, a, it wasn't a Phoenix moonsault. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, came No, down. that's our next uh, topic. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, and just came down awkwardly on his arm and dislocated his shoulder. Uh, last thing that I saw, I said about two months, uh, which actually Man, isn't that a- bad. Yeah, but it's also goodbye to Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you're right. Unless two he months, just, his and, first match. Back yeah, is it would be his Wrestle first Kingdom. match back. Yeah, it would have to be. That's pushing Maybe. it. Maybe. But his, the way he kept holding his arm was, it looked like he was holding his forearm. Right? And I said, I think he broke his elbow or his uh, forearm. And it looked like when Eddie Guerrero did it too. He's holding it in the same spot. Um, sucks. Now, besides that, your world champion is Shingo Takagi right now. Kazuchika Okada says, that's cool, but you know what, man? I don't like that butterfly title either. i got to be honest with you guys. He brought back the old school, and I will call it old school, but the IWGP heavyweight title, the one that he carried. He's just carrying it around. I think eventually we may be going back to two titles. I think it was a stupid thing to ever merge them. You know what I mean? Like, it was weird that they... Why would you not have merged the Intercontinental and United States? For a Japanese company, you're like, we'll keep the U.S. title. Yeah. But let's get rid of our Intercontinental title that so many greats have had. Naito, Tanahashi, Switchblade, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly my point. So it was just weird that that's the one they're like, yeah, let's combine those two. Love the idea. I think WWE should combine all singles titles and Jesus. just have one. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, also, we, oh, go ahead, please. Oh, I was just going to say, <laughs> Weekly Cornette Reference, uh, he was talking about that too. He's like, could you imagine if Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon were in a meeting and they said, you know, I got an idea. Let's have two heavyweight championship titles. Uh, which one do you think would have smacked them first? Hogan or per McMahon, you know? Exactly. Well, also, a little uh, glimmer of light is guess who made a surprise appearance and faced Zack Sabre Jr. in a five-minute, it was a special kind of match. It was almost like a straight submission match. You got five minutes, and that's all it was. Do you know who it was? No. Shibata. Oh. Shibata came out and had a five-minute banger of a submission match with Zack Sabre that went to a draw. Shibata's back, baby. Hold those headbutts, my man. Hold those headbutts. Don't do them anymore. No shit, Speaking of, you know, injuries. Yeah. Now, did you watch Dynamite? I was unable to watch it, but I did see some highlights uh, as well as a not-so-highlight. Okay, so I watched it. First, I just want to say I don't mean this in any mean way, as I say, but for real, the rock and rave infection from TNA 
Had a real fucking shitty week. Someone make sure Christy Hemi is okay. First up, Lance Archer on Dynamite. Goes to do a moonsault against Eddie Kingston in his six foot nine body. Did not rotate in full. And he pulled a Brock Lesnar, basically. He pulled a Lesnar, yeah. Moonsault and dropped himself right on his head. No arms touching the mat in able to brace himself. He looks like Austin does in 97 at the SummerSlam when he got that stinger in his neck. And it's the first thing I thought. I go, got to be a stinger the way it looks. I'm like, but he was starting to move his hands. Rolls to the outside. Ref is checking on him. It looks bad. Now, going back to Ibushi, ref checked on him, and they waited like a couple of, like, a good solid 30 to 45 seconds of him talking. And they rang the bell, and they looked at, oh, the camera zoomed in on Okada. He looked confused because wasn't planned. They could have done this. They could have did this on Dynamite. This dude just landed on his head. We do not know a concussion. We don't know if he's cracked anything, broken anything. Archer, I get it, man, that you want to be the, hey, I got to deliver. I was supposed to take the pin or whatever the case is. I got to do the job. Rolls back in the ring and takes a roll-up by Eddie Kingston. You didn't need to do it, man. You did not need to do it. In this day and age, you did not need to do it. The good news is that he put a tweet out saying it was a scary moment. He's okay. So is Kingston supposed to go over? Because I would have rather... Because the the winner is facing Danielson. To me, I would have rather seen Archer and Danielson than Kingston and Danielson. But now with, you know, how we're seeing the the, the buildup and stuff, I'm cool. But I think I would have rather seen Archer. But, you know, to each their own. It would have made more sense for Archer to win. Uh, yeah. And I agree with the you. The fact they that he just... did the job tells me he was supposed to lose. Right. And they just, uh, you know, they could have just called it. There's nothing wrong yeah. with just calling it. Well, my point is, is that you're already outside. How about take a fucking count out? Yeah. If you want to go kayfabe, <laughs> just sorry. It bothered me because I watched that part. I, I replayed that hit, that hit onto his head so many times. And I go, wow, that was just nasty. I'm like, I can't believe you rolled back in the ring. Uh, but we'll talk dynamite. But then his tag team partner from the Rock and Rave infection in TNA, Jimmy Rave. Puts out a tweet. Opening lines are, I'm going to come clean. I had uh, developed problems walking, went to a doctor, and I had an MRSA infection. MRSA. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Medically. Oh, my apologies. M- medical- I thought it was actually. Yeah, medically resistant. Um, yeah, medically resistant something, something. You know, I know we call myself the professor, but I think we may need to start calling you the doc, ODM. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, Both legs amputated. Jesus. God damn. I'm sorry, man. That sucks. Like, I, And he was it, not just TNA, man. He had some great matches against CM Punk in Ring of Honor. Uh, he did do some time in later Impact years as well as Ring of Honor. I mean, he's... He's been on the indie circuit mainly. Um, I would say Archer was kind of in the same boat with him as a team and things like that until he officially got signed with AEW or started doing the New Japan stuff. But that sucks for for Jimmy Rave. Yeah, terrible. Now I guess we could kind of start to talk about some more positive things. Yeah. Now, I'm not even going to ask you the question 
did you watch this? Because I know you didn't. Did you hear Becky Lynch and Cher were in the ring? They were face-to-face. And Cher goes, if I could turn back time. Yeah, she asked Becky if Holy you believed shit. in love. <laughs> and Charlotte goes, I got you, babe. All right. Wow, we need a, a share hat, uh, hat trick. No, but wow, she looks like weird shit to me. Like, it, it's like, are you going in weekly and getting something, like, reduced out right, of your face? Right, Yeah. Oh, man. Up. Go and tell it on the mountain he is your brother. Sorry. There's a line from the movie I, I never, I, I had to just kind of. You know. I gotcha, I gotcha. I can't tell. Is, is Charlotte... Cher, is she fauna? Is she flora? <laughs> I can't compete with that. <laughs> um, no, but they did have a, a heated exchange in the ring. And did you see the highlights? Yeah, a couple of them, yeah. Uh, Becky throws the title down and throws it at Charlotte at one point. Oh, yes. Uh, like, she threw the title at Charlotte. Um, but, like, knocked the one out of her hand or or tried to grab it. I don't know. The whole so, thing looked really weird. Yeah, so basically what happened was it sounds like they were they discussed it previous. Charlotte didn't like the booking because uh, I guess it, it was supposed to make Becky look stronger. And Charlotte It makes po- both of them look stupid to hand over a title that neither of them had. I told you this ever since they did this with uh, Private Streets and the Prophets and New yeah. Day or whatever. Uh. Right, so it... Uh, so. What happened was Charlotte was supposed to hand the title over to Becky, and she didn't. She just threw it on the ground at her feet. Uh, and that's when Becky kind of low-balled uh, tossing the title to Charlotte, which she was able to catch it. Um, so, yeah, so apparently backstage they got into it, and they actually made Charlotte – they escorted Charlotte out of the building. And Sonya Deville wasn't quiet either. Apparently she was yep. really pissed off, and in – several reports ready to fight mm-hmm. and i was like what is she hair up kick your ass i forgot i forgot what it was. hair up and square up hair up square ponytail kick your butt yeah there um, you go. i made that up <laughs> i wrote it myself Ooh, i love throwbacks i can't wait for the final one of the season it's this gonna be crazy great. um now Oh, uh, you know what? I guess we should have put this one in the uh, in the news. But well, hang on, let's get back to this Becky Share thing. Share uh, or Charlotte? There's rumors she's supposed to possibly be going to AEW. There or, are. Yeah, there's a lot of reports now coming out that apparently she's being a handful and very difficult to deal with backstage. Um, uh, did we ever talk about the fist fight between her and Nia Jax on Raw? Have we? Did we completely skip over that? Because no, because we like to, to me talk? that to me that seems more like a work shoot. Yeah. So my question is: Is this a work shoot? No. No, I think I think if anything, I think you're kind of right. She might be purposely just pissing on everybody to just get out the door to get to Andrade and and her dad. Yeah. Could you imagine mm-hmm. if she showed up in AEW? I don't want her to. Yeah. To be honest with you, I kind of like everything that's going. I'd rather her not be in the women's division because you know what's going to happen? They're going to put the fucking title on her. And I've already seen her with a title on herself more than I'm needing to see again, ever. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
Jim Ross reveals that he has uh, skin cancer. That sucks. Is he continuing to do work? I don't know about that. Yeah, I think so, yeah, because the picture that he posted, it was of his ankle uh, where he had gotten it checked. You know, it was bandaged up. And he said something about how he's going back to, down to Florida. So it sounds like he's still going to go. I, I did read that he is going to get some radiation therapy. So, uh, you know, that's obviously going to take him out a little bit here and there. So, um, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. You know, not to diminish uh, what he's going through, but... You know, of all the cancers, there's a pretty good uh, prognosis with skin cancer. Right. So, I mean, you know, be thankful about that. But, you know, it's still some serious shit. So, you know, hopefully he gets through it. From the dock. Here we go. Wow. <laughs> the proclamation of the dock. All right. The other thing I want to talk about is let me ask you did you happen to see that our buddy Wiesner was in the crowd? At Dynamite. Oh, I'm sorry. Tony Nice. Fuck, dude. Tony Nice looks a hell of a lot like him. I just want to say, he looks like Weezer. When I first saw just him sitting there, I go, huh? With black hair and a beard, kind of looks like Weezer. I'll have to go back and check that out. But yeah, Tony Nice was in the crowd during the opening match. Pretty much, he was there, I think, throughout the whole night. Um, One thing was kind of going on around him about around his area the same time they first start showing him did you see the sign that was brought and a guy got kicked out no first sign i love twinks oh yeah they immediately took it away and i stopped watching the danielson rose match because all i could do was pay attention to this guy arguing with security being like well what it only says twinks i don't get it <laughs> they try showing Tony knees and you see the security guy getting the sign and rolling it up. I was like, that's bad. Um, that wasn't his first one. I guess he had another one later on in the night that wasn't as good. And he was escorted out uh, from the building. Hey man, been there. Um, <laughs> but I love twinks. It was in the first match. I was like, yo, are you trying to get kicked out in the first match? At least I saved the Benoit one till, you know, main event. But speaking of Tony Nese, he has been at some dark tapings and they did a big set of tapings at their Universal Studio setup for their new uh, elevation or dark tapings, which I love. Even better is that guys who are on the roster are dressing up as, well, another character. Fuego Do Sol had a tag team partner that apparently was Cody Rhodes. Wearing a mask. And then there's an infinito. Rumor is it was Brian Danielson. <laughs> if that's all true, I love it. <laughs> yeah, as long as they don't go to that well too much, I guess it's all right for some yeah. fun every once in a while. But Now, let me ask you this question. We don't have to watch WWE, but this just tells you their funny booking. I saw something earlier today. This is not even on our list. Remember recently uh, the names that were with Jinder Mahal and they were beating up uh, Drew, Veer, and and Shanky or something like that? Yeah, we'll go with that. Sure. Apparently they did a vignette on Raw. Veer, coming soon. Bitch, he's been here. (laughs) He's not coming soon. He's been here. Yeah, that's real. Yep, take that. That is excellent. Excellent booking at its finest. Keep it up, WWE. Um, Now, 
we did have Rampage on Friday night where they revealed the AEW TBS Women's Title Tournament, which eh, don't really care too much about. I think it's just a way to get Ruby Soho a title, if you, if you ask me. Um, but Orange Cassidy fucking beat Powerhouse Hobbs. And our second weekly Cornette reference of the week, I think Tony Khan is crazy enough to put that world title on Orange Cassidy. I'm afraid of it. I am too, man. I really just hope they don't go that road. Um, But if they are giving us something good tonight, Wednesday night, it's Dynamite, baby. You know who's having his first Dynamite match? CM Punk. Who's he fighting? Man who's had like four or five matches already since being on or in the company for only a couple of weeks now, Bobby Fish. He had some uh, dark match tapings. He had Danielson, uh, Morietti. Now he's facing Punk tonight. I'm excited about that match. I think that'll be pretty good. Earlier I mentioned Bound for Glory. I don't watch Impact. But I found some really cool things that happened there. Earlier in the night, they had a call your shot gauntlet, and it was won by Moose. After Christian drops the Impact title to Josh Alexander, Moose comes out and makes him the shortest champion in Impact history by winning the world title. I love it. I think that was great because Moose, I've always been a fan of him. He's big fucking dude and can actually move fast. Mickey James is your new Knockouts Women's Champion. Good Brothers retain their championship which I was kind of hoping they were going to drop and just be full-time AEW at some point, or just I need a definitive answer to that unless you have it. But one other thing, the Iconics make their debut. They are now the inspiration, and they win the Knockout Tag Team Championships. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Impact. It's what we knew you were going to do, but thank you for doing it anyway. Absolutely. Um, do you have anything you want to say about Good Brothers? You look like you had something. Yeah, you were well, to say I to think me uh, it sounds like uh, the Impact AEW relationship, the formal one, is coming to an end. Really? So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Good Brothers if they just stay on AEW or if they're still allowed to kind of cross over. Or, but yeah, that formal relationship sounds like it's coming to an end. But Good Brothers were never really on uh, the Impact roster, were they? Yeah. Well. Well, huh. Right? I got to be honest. I can do without either of them being on the AEW roster, too, at the same point. I love the Elite. I love having the Bullet Club and all those guys there. But I could also do without them. I don't necessarily need to see Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson anymore. I think because they kind of overstayed their welcome with a lot of the dick references over the summer. All that stuff with, you know, I mean... The Bucks are pushing it enough where I just each week would love to buy a new TV after punching their faces. <laughs> uh, let me ask you, are they made from real Girl Scouts? All right, man. Hey, tell me what happened on uh, Dynamite. All right. So uh, Brian Danielson took on Dustin Rhodes uh, the first round of the world title, title eliminator tournament. Uh, as you'd imagine, Danielson won. Uh, after that, we got a backstage segment with Omega and the, the super elite. Um, dude, uh, we did get a lot of Tony Schiavone tonight. Uh, the uh, next up was an interview with Sting in the ring. MJF interrupts. Did you hear, uh, his line? 
Uh, do you have it word for word? I don't have it word for word. It was quite epic. It was something along the lines of, I know you're getting old and soon you're going to be in a wheelchair like your buddy Luger. No, I think he was saying right now Darby is in the same place as your buddy Luger. And then he gets in a ring and says, in a wheelchair. And as he says the word wheelchair, Sting laid him out. But then Wardlow lays him out, as does Sean Spears. And MJF kind of holds him up doing the whole... Look at this. This is your this is your icon. Blah blah blah. Whatever you know. It's leading towards Darby <coughs> and JF uh, at Revolution. Uh, another Shivani spot afterwards. Interviewing Britt Baker backstage. Uh, we get our round one of the TBS Women's Championship tourney. Ruby Soho defeats Pen- Penelope Ford. Um, going back to what you said about Sean Spears being there. MJF <laughs> has assigned Sean Spears as Wardlow's accountability buddy. And you'll probably see what I have written there yeah. in, in parentheses. It's made me laugh so hard because MJF, after he does it, he goes, no, it's cool, man. Don't, don't worry about it. He goes, he's going to be your accountability buddy. And Spears is like, what the fuck, man? Why am I doing this? That guy could kill me. Like It's like kind of a look on his face. Everybody's selling their parts so well. And as he walks away, Spears just looks at Wardlow and goes, hey. I don't know. I laughed hard. I was like, good, great stuff. I'm all for this because eventually when Wardlow puts – MJF or Spears or whoever through a table or something big, crowd's going to go nuts. Oh, yeah. To me, I'm telling you, I don't know why it's not been done yet. Hager and Wardlow, team them up. Why are they not a tag team? That would be a great sense. All their problems in the past, maybe if Wardlow gets out of there and then Hager somehow, you know, there's the possibility that Inner Circle could eventually implode or whatever, but... I just like to see Hager and Wardlow do something as a tag team. I think it would be just wrecking house guys. And what else are you going to do with them? They're not. It's not like they're wrestling marquee matches every week, but they could be contenders. Yeah, that's not a good point. Personally, I don't really want to see them together because I'm not a big fan of Jake Hager. But you're right. Even with Wardlow getting over with the crowd, which will eventually happen more and more, um, he's not going to be in a position to be a, a, a big name solo star. So the tag team wouldn't be a bad way to get him some more exposure. So, yeah, I can get down with that. Uh, after that, we get uh, Bobby Fish defeating Anthony Green. Uh, Bobby Fish starts a beatdown after Punk comes out to make the save, and that's where we get our match set up from. Uh, Shivani's backstage with Dante Martin and Leo Rush. Uh, they're taking on the side alls this week. Uh, and then we get the Eddie Kingston match with Lance Archer. Uh, Kingston advances. He'll be facing Danielson. Uh, then we get Lambert and the Men of the Year doing the stipulations for the match between America's top team and uh, Inner Circle. Uh, and we're also going to get uh, Sammy Guevara versus Paige. If Sammy wins, he chooses the three members of America's top team. Sammy loses. He leaves inner circle forever. Um, so could... I'm calling it Sammy wins, and he puts Dan Lambert in the match. Okay, I was going to say. He says he gets to choose any three. That's right. the whole point. Yeah. I think that's where we're going with it. You know what? And Jericho's booking this, so you're probably right. Uh, Jungle Boy It's kind defeats. of the old Bobby Heenan thing, though, man. Like the weasel matches with him and Warrior or when he would fill in with being a tag team partner with Andre or something like that. I'm okay with this. I would be, If that's how this goes, I'm all for it. We've, we've already seen Sammy leave Inner Circle and come back because of MJF. We don't need him leaving again. It's kind of stupid. Could he go off on his own and be fine? Absolutely. But... They they all said we're brothers at heart blah blah blah. They're, I don't think they already did a whole celebration like they were gonna leave and they never did. 
they've teased it too many times. Someone's going to leave or the group's going to break up. It ain't happening. Dan Lambert's going to be the third man. <laughs> it's like Bash at the Beach. Yeah, not not even it's close. Dan Lambert. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Jungle Boy defeated Brandon Cutler, and then we get Cody Rhodes getting his win back against Malachi Black. But it looks like you have some notes on uh, what happened afterwards. Well, Cody was heavily, heavily, heavily booed. Uh, both Naturally. guys very bloodied. Yeah. Uh, both were bloodied uh, from the head. And after Cody gets the win, they go off the air. I'm, of course, pissed off. I'm like, really? That's how you did it? But did Malachi really need to go three straight wins over him? You know, or, or what's sure. the use in that? How do you build this whole thing? And Malachi said, did you listen to the crowd tonight? They all hate you. I won. My job is over. Fucking A. That was awesome. I don't even care if that was a plan all along. If they're like, we're boo- well, they're booing him. What can we do? How about we say it was my plan? Okay. I just, excellent, excellent yep. tweet. It's all in the tweet sometimes, man. I thought it was great. Uh, you did mention Jungle Boy. You know, there was some talk of when we looked at the, uh, that sheet that Tony Khan had, it looked like it was going to be uh, Jurassic Express versus Young Bucks. It looks like they may be going for Adam Cole and Jungle Boy Part 2. We got it at Dynamite in Rochester, but how is that not a pay-per-view match? Put it on, and, and even if Cole goes over again, Jungle Boy's going to give you something that you want to see. It's I, I, just, I think that's where they're going to go. I hope that's where they're going to go. Looks like it's going to be pretty great so far. Um... And you know what? Last week I butchered the way into it. So let's, this week, let's just bring something to the table. Just bring it, bitch! Oh my god! So you notice I'm sitting on a porch here in, uh, at my in-laws. Oh, look at this. Oh, it's uh, some wardrobes. It's, uh, oh, Uncle Knickknack's uh, winter wardrobe. Uncle Knickknack's summer wardrobe. Hmm, Uncle Knickknack. All right. Well, hey, man, I'm not sure what you have to bring to the table this week. I do. I think I have an idea. You sent me a text, and I laughed pretty hard last night, so I have a feeling this is what it is by the wording on your uh, uh, your notes here. So why don't you take it away? Yeah, I was uh, uh, visiting uh, Wiesner that you had mentioned earlier uh, last night. Tony he was 2.0. He was st- – yeah, he was – Showing me this video, uh, you know, uh, those of you who may may not know, a uh, big hockey fan here. So, uh, Marcus Foligno used to play for the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, got into a fight with somebody and <laughs> squared up, kind of gave like a little juke, and then fucking jumped up and Superman punched this dude square in the face. And the crowd fucking popped. It was amazing. I've never, I've seen a lot of hockey fights. I've never seen a fucking Superman punch. And it was flawless. With ice skates on, man. And you're right. It was extremely flawless. He knocked him right on the side of the head. And I was like, oh my. Because if you didn't connect, you look like an idiot. Right. Why are you jumping around? The fact that he connected that well, I was like, oh my God, that is so awesome. I'm like, that's what we need. More WWE moves in NHL. Since they're allowed to fight, go for it, man. I, I, I want to take Hope that. I, I just want to I want to take that quote and I just want to put Michael Cole over it. Superman punch! Superman punch! <laughs> what was the guy's name? The Buffalo Sabres guy? Or uh, Buffalo yeah, Sabres? I think he plays for the Minnesota Wild now. Uh, Marcus Foligno. Vintage Foligno! <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, man, you know what? I would die for wrestling. 
I would kill for wrestling. Either way, what bliss. Don't torture yourself, <sighs> Professor. That's my job. God damn it, you took it from me. Uh, it was too easy not to. <laughs> I'm going to be an actress. I'll play the victim. <laughs> You'll always be the victim. <laughs> <laughs> it's all your life. Yeah, that's a, oh, I love her so much. <laughs> we all do. Especially in this. That's the whole thing. Are those made from real lemons? Are those made from real Girl Scouts? <laughs> what are you dressed as? I'm a homicidal maniac. They look just like everyone else. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what I'm going as. Oh, by the way, before I bring something to the table, my friend, the one that uh, at work, Lisa, the one that had the, the kids that are using, using the 24-7 oh, yeah, title, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Guess what she sends me a picture of yesterday? They carve out a pumpkin and inside they put like bars, like a steel cage and put wrestlers inside of the pumpkin. It's a steel cage pumpkin. I've never seen that ever. Wait, so they just cut a like a big hole in it so you could see the cage inside the pumpkin? But they put like I'm not sure what they put in there to look like it. Yeah, you're looking in and I mean it's not the entire thing all the way around. It's like half of it is oh, okay. a cage where you're looking in and the two wrestlers are in there and I'm like, it's huh. pretty dope. I might have to try that out. Might have to steal I that know, idea. Right? I'm like, dude, we gotta hang more. <laughs> all right. This week, what I need to bring to the table is I'm starting to realize, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I even said to you, I go, hey, man, I have so many wrestling discs. I was a very I'm a very big wrestling collector, you know, not just WWE, man. We're talking vintage stuff, Japanese progress, um, Ring of Honor. I have a lot of stuff, but I've also brought things down to a zip drive and I was like, hey, do you do you want any of these DVDs? You're like, I don't have room for clutter. Yeah. So, hey, if anybody needs some DVDs, hit me up here at the Top of Wrestling Podcast. Not what I'm bringing up. What I am bringing up is I have so much shit to watch. And I'm like, we're focusing on 1996 with the Monday Night Wars, which is absolutely awesome. And I'm all for it. However, there are some great pay-per-views. The other night, I just watched a match. It was a two out of three falls match with Brian Danielson, a, a the Ring of Honor World Champion, defending against Nigel McGuinness goes almost an hour if not just a touch over so my point is next season i think i'm gonna get back into my not just maybe my professor's uh suggested match of the week it's just gonna be maybe suggestion of the week maybe it's a match maybe it's a pay-per-view a whole show whatever the case is i think i'm gonna get back into that because i have so much to give you know what I mean? Like so much other stuff that maybe you guys don't know that's out there. I want to pique your interest, especially you, ODM. You're going to, you got to see this uh, Danielson, Nigel McGinnis match. If Nigel did not have the health problems he had, I'm like, yeah. oh, he's someone else. I would love to get an AEW right now, man. Uh, so speaking of the stuff that we like to go back and watch, it is time for party. You've got to come back with me! Where? Back to the future! Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? What, we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah! You want a war? You're gonna get me. Mick Foley is going to win their world title! Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. My God, the battle lines have been drawn! Degeneration! 
whipped your ass. Have a nice day. We got you. They do what they want to do, say what they want to say, live how they want to live, play how they want to play, dance how they want to dance, and you know it's the Monday Night Wars. That was a fucking bad thing, but yeah. it's the rap that goes to the movie, right? Yeah. Boom! By a rapper. God damn you. Hey, it's it's by a rapper who used to be real legit. At one point, he was actually too legit. Too, he was too, too legit to quit, but yeah. then he got too legit, so he must quit. I can look at you. <laughs> Monday Night Wars. It is Halloween Havoc 1996. Funny thing is that, you know, we're doing our search in time and watching all this stuff. I subscribe to multiple different YouTube channels, you know, and when subscriptions come through, you know, on my phone, look at when new videos have come up. I'll subscribe to the WWE one because you, you, you get to see maybe what you miss, little things like that. And this week alone, they have released both the Savage and Hogan match and the DDP Guerrero match from this exact pay per view. And I was like, wow, because they know it was pretty decent pay per view overall. Yeah. Uh, I, I I think some things were a little meh. We'll, we'll get into that, but it was Slim's Gym Halloween Havoc. Wait, is it Slim's Gym or is it Jim's Slim? I already did the boo once. I'm not doing it again. That was not worth of a boo. Look at man. I, I, I didn't want to have to go down this road, ODM, but you know, you've taken the land which is rightfully ours. Years from now, my people will be forced to live in mobile homes on reservations. Your people will be wearing carnigans and drink highballs. We will sell our bracelets by the roadsides. You will play golf and enjoy warm hors d'oeuvres. My people will have pain and degradation. Your people will have stick shifts. The gods of the tribe have spoken. They have said, do not trust the pilgrims, especially Sarah Miller. What? Ah, that might have been my outro, but that's all right. I'll call an audible. Be glad it's not your outro because you know why? I'm looking out for you today, buddy. I know that you don't want something that long because I already have. I already know. I already have it in my head. This is something I've been waiting for a long time to use for you, for your outro. So just Uh-oh. you wait, my friend. Maybe it has to do with the wars. Maybe it has to do with some of the news we already talked about. Who knows? But let's talk about Slimmy Jims. Go ahead. Slimmy Jims. Havoc of Slimmy Jim. Slimmy the Havoc Jenny's. of Slimmy Jim. All right. Uh, we get the package starting off. It's about the Hogan betrayal and the NWO recap. Uh, I don't know if this is foreshadowing. I like to look at things, especially in hindsight, and say, Huh, I wonder if they were going for that or not. Most of the package didn't really focus on NWO or Hogan. It focused on Bischoff. Just thought that was interesting. A lot of his talking. Yeah. Wow. I didn't catch that. That's interesting. I think I was like half paying attention. I'm like, yeah, I've seen this shit. I don't really care. Right. It's hard because, yeah, (laughs) during those things, you're like, okay, yeah, we know everything that happened already. So I'm not going to. Yeah. Damn it. This is why we do this. I should be. My bad. Yeah, right. Uh, so we got, as typical for the, the WCW pay-per-views, we got Shivani, Dusty, and Heenan on commentary. We get Weasel Chance to start it off, and what I love is this isn't the first time it's happened. He plays it off like he doesn't hear it. It's fantastic. I just love it. It's a, it's a little thing, but it goes a long way. Absolutely. Uh, we start with Dean Malenko versus Rey Mysterio for the Cruiserweight title. Uh, there's an Elvis tombstone, but somebody spray-painted lives underneath it. 
fucking hilarious. Not the first one of those that we're going to see throughout the night. Um, the first note after that that I wrote is, the ring posts. <laughs> They're little Slim Jims. <laughs> <laughs> They're little footballs. <laughs> That's all I can. Their little slim juice. They are. They were. I oh, I thought it was just a logo, but now as I'm really thinking about it, I'm like, oh my god, it was a full blown slim gym. It was. The yellow, the red, everything was there. Oh my god. Oh, and it's oh not the god. last one of those that we're gonna see tonight. Yeah, let uh, me tell you something. I was a little upset by one very in particular segment. We'll talk when we get there. Oh, I'm sure I know which one it is. Uh, naturally, this is a cruiserweight match and somebody from Mexico, so today's on commentary. Uh, Ray, uh, uh, early in the match, Malenko's out on the floor and Ray goes for a 619. I don't think we've seen him go for that move yet. Maybe since, the first. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah, you're right. Actually, since him being... Uh, He's used yeah, the Rana right. as a finisher. Every time, yeah. yeah. And, and especially how he goes to end this match. We've seen him end several matches this way already. So you're right. Yeah, actually, we haven't seen 619 much. Yep. At one point, uh, Malenko uh, takes Ray's mask that he had taken from him previously. During the match, gets up on the post, and he's kind of just admiring it. Uh, Ray's able to get the advantage, get the mask back, and put that mask on without revealing his face. He did it pretty fluidly. I, it was kind of impressive the way he did it. So... Uh, that was a, a decent spot. Uh, Mark Curtis is the referee. I thought it was William H. Macy for a second. It just threw me off. Um, so, so far, we got William H. Macy and fucking Kenny Powers as referees in WCW. What the fuck is Fargo doing over there? <laughs> um, Yo, that's great. This uh, this match had a really hot... <laughs> see, some things you can't unsee, bro. <laughs> hey, have we gotten a message from Nico Pulaski yet? Nope. Okay. The Move Russian on. bots can't figure out, you know, it's like that authenticate the captcha phrases and shit like that. Uh, <laughs> click all the boxes. You see a stoplight. Um, so uh, this match started off really hot. I always fuck those things up. Can I just say that? Like <laughs> when it's like point to the one that's a road. Well, like, I don't know, man, but I think I could drive on that. Like, I'm not sure. And how, oh, you failed me. Shit. All right. Which one's with the streetlights? Well, I don't know, man. There's a lot of lights in every one of these fucking pictures now. I, I don't like these things. Yeah, I can tell. How the fuck are you going to ask me if I'm a robot, bitch? You're the robot asking me if I'm a robot. Yeah, mm. let's move on. Cyberdyne. Uh, yeah, so it, it slowed in the middle naturally. Your first cigar! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I started smoking when I was five. That's what mom wanted. <laughs> Mother insisted. Mother insisted, thank you. Uh, Heenan says, uh, siesta time, amigo. Thought it was hilarious. There were two sleepers with the arm raise and drop and rally on three. There was two of those in a row. I didn't like that. In the it, same it, match. It, I, it yeah. killed it right after another. Uh, it, it just, it killed me. Um, I don't think this is the first time I've heard Ray s scream it or if it was somebody else. Uh, but uh, Milenko had him in a hole. Ah, my back! It's just <laughs> so fucking terrible. <laughs> The most I had heard him talk at this point was, there were three, Eddie. There were three. I don't know what he's saying. He said, there's three, motherfucker. <laughs> Never forget. Um, <clears throat> it picked back up at the end. And, um, yeah, the ending was great because Ray went for that top rope Rana, but Malenko caught him and did the gut wrench off the top, and it was fucking beautiful looking. And Malenko wins the title back. Uh, actually got a pretty decent pop, too. Um, great match. Great it was opener. A great opening match. Like I said, a little slow in the middle. That two-sleeper spot was kind of a bummer. But, yeah, other than that, solid. Solid way to open yeah, this show. Yeah, I've always... 
It's kind of like the if you pin someone and they kick out, I absolutely hate. No one has ever gotten to 3 when you went for the second pin. Yeah, to me ever. that's more of a heelish uh, behavior. Right, but same thing with doing the sleeper spot more than once. You do it once, and if he's already regenerized or, or uh, you know what I mean, like energized himself, uh, yeah. why would you go back for the same thing? It was stupid. You're right. I was like... Same exact thing. I'm like, well, he'll probably get out, of, uh, get out of this one again. Yeah. Yeah. It just, you go back to the well too many times. Uh, next, we get Lee Marshall backstage with Jeff Jarrett. Flair ends up joining, and uh, they basically just got a promo on the Giant and NWO. Uh, and then next, yeah, we get uh, DDP versus Eddie Guerrero, the battle for the ring. Um, DDP has, has been saying he doesn't know where the ring is. He lost it. He's not sure where it is. Uh, at one point, we get the great. Uh, I, I don't think it worked because it was Nick Patrick, but I still enjoyed it. Uh, DDP shoves Nick Patrick. Uh, Patrick shoves him back, and DDT or DDP takes a bump. Afterwards, they end up shaking hands. But I, I thought it was a funny spot. Um, it was an interesting ending to the match. Uh, since we're talking about weird spots like that, it was DDP was in total control at the end. Hit a move, two count. Hit a move, two count. Hit a move, two count. Diamond Cutter, win. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I guess you could say it was just showing the resilience of Eddie. Uh, yeah. Not, not taking the pin right away. But it just, it was it was weird. It was kind of flat. Well, it's not like he did leg drop pin, leg drop pin. He at least went to multiple moves. Showing sure. resilience of Eddie, I'll take that over the double sleepers. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and then, uh, mysteriously, the ring shows up in the corner. Uh, and DDP takes it and, you know, obviously retains the ring. I'm assuming the next spot is your favorite spot, and that's the one you want to talk about. If not, we'll see. Uh, Mike Tanay is backstage for the Slim Jim Sweepstakes with his special guest, Macho Man. And guess what they have? They have a giant cardboard tube that looks like a Slim Jim. Imagine that. Uh, Macho is wearing snap-into-it gear. Fucking. I'm ready to quit the fucking show, or at least doing this segment for good after watching this stupid shit. That... You can see the scoring on the tube where it's supposed to break off, but Macho still pretends like he's got to really rip it in half. Uh, and it's a goddamn then... cardboard. He made it look like it was steel. Yep. Uh, yeah. By the way, I'm sorry. What the fuck are you doing? Don't you have a match tonight? Aren't you worried about your ex-wife getting banged by the entire NWO? Aren't you worried about taking the world title and beating Hogan? Nope, right now. It's all about the Slim Jim. Yeah, we're going to bite into a snap. Yeah, baby. Oh, I can't lift the Slim Jim. Here it goes. Ooh, it's a tough one. What did he win? Who won? <coughs> I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just waiting for you to peter out on that one. So, yeah, there was that. No, it was dumb. All right, so it was kind of like the in your house, who wins a house this time, someone won, what is it, Lifetime Supplies of Slim Jims or something? No, shit? it was the Macho Man Slim Jim <laughs> Monster Truck. Could you imagine winning that shit and being like, what the fuck am I going to do with a monster truck? And not to jump ahead, but they did mention later that the one that was won in the contest is a road legal monster truck. So I'm guessing it's not like the full blown ones, right? It's probably it's just like a, yeah, it's like an F three fifty just raised up a little bit, you know. So, but yeah, so there was that. Um, oh my god! Next, we get the uh, tech portion of the the pay per view. 
you can actually listen to Halloween Havoc online with the simulcast. So uh, breaking technology there. And speaking of, next we get Jericho with a nerd uh, doing chat on CompuServe because apparently these wrestlers can't type. They need somebody hey, with an advanced I'll take degree that to do better. it. That's better than watching Shawn Michaels go, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> in second, or the other one is them talking on the phone and stuff. I actually like Jericho's like, well, my response would be this, this, and this. Why would I sit here and type at a goddamn computer? Give me a nerd to do that. I actually thought I like that a lot better than what WWE does, Yeah, personally. All right. The Steiners was, was my favorite. Because yes. uh, they were just perplexed the whole time. Uh, next just screaming. We, yeah, right. Yeah, pretty much. Loud noises. Uh, next, we get Tanae backstage with the Malenko. Uh, Malenko basically just cuts the champ promo. Says, you know, uh, you know, I told you this was going to happen, and I'll take on anybody. And Tanae goes, well, what about Ray? He goes, like I said, I'll take on anybody. It doesn't matter. So, you know, just a solid champ promo. What about the graffiti guy? I'll take them all on. Oh, Jesus Christ. We'll get there. Uh, next, we get uh, <laughs> Giant versus Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Giant, apparently during the Thug Life segment, stole... Uh, Rick Flair's U.S. title and uh, is just carrying it around. Uh, Shivani mentions that Flair needs surgery on his shoulder after the attack. Uh, and basically, uh, Jeff Jarrett's able to hang. Uh, they end up on the floor. Giant's going to go for the choke slam, and Flair comes up behind him, gives him the low blow. It's a DQ. Horsemen end up coming to the ring in the Giant Powders. A nice showing by the Horsemen. We don't get too many more with the NWO presence, uh, but it's, it's it was a good thing to see. I liked it. Indeed. Uh Next, we get Six versus Jericho. Six says, Jericho will be crucified for the sins of WCW, pal. Jer fucking Six puts pal on the end of everything. Every promo has pal in it. I'm not your pal, friend. Oh, my God. You're right. Because you know what I just thought? Like, I just had to think. I'm like, when have I ever heard him? And you know what it was? And Hulk Hogan, you suck, pal. You suck, pal. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you. And it there's was exactly. More. Wow, you're right. We're going to get Someone back to Someone likes later. a pal. Yep. Always. But that's the thing. You have this great line. You'll be crucified for the sins of WCW, pal. Pal. Oh, you just ruined that I one. am going to kill you, pal. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, during this match, we get Conan, Sullivan, and Bubba in the crowd. Uh, they still have heat with the horsemen, and we're going to get there later. Uh, every time Jericho goes for you the know, pin... You know, I, I, I want to make mention, I do remember, I, I only got one pay-per-view <coughs> ever on WCW. Really? It's this December. It, this one. It's the oh. 96 Starcade. But even at that time, I remember at the pay-per-views... The guys were sitting in the, the crowd. If they weren't on the card, they were there because you were cheering on your WCW guys to take a, to take on and hopefully not let NWO take over. Just I, I It was a small little thing they used to do a lot back in the day, and <coughs> I don't know why I liked it. It, it, it kind of, They tried doing it with the pandemic version of everybody at you know some of these things, but... I just like the idea of having the wrestlers at the ringside if they're not there. Get them half involved. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, this time it was a little weird. but uh, So Patrick's the ref, and every time Jericho goes for a pin, we get a slow count from Patrick. Mm -hmm. Jericho confronts him about it. Uh, six ends up hitting the spin kick, and we get then we get a fast three from Patrick, naturally, who ends up helping Six to the back. <coughs> um, 
after that, uh, we got Luger and Arn Anderson coming up. Uh, right before the match, Tanae's backstage with Luger. Uh, all that I wrote from this promo was crops, harvested, thickets. Those were all words used in Lex Luger's promo. So Is this the one where he had some really teased up hair, or is that Monday? I, can't uh, I think it's Monday. Okay. Because <laughs> like even Heenan's like, whoa, nice hair. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed it. I'm glad you it wasn't just me. You know he meant it in a mean way. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, so during the entrances, they, they zoom in on the tombstones again. One of them says Crockett. Thought that was fucking hilarious. Wow. Yeah. Nice little dig. Yeah, a little dig. Uh, at some point, Dusty just randomly says Mula Bula, and that becomes the point of conversation for like the rest of the <laughs> night. That when they just don't know what to say, they just say Mula Bula. Uh, Mula Bula, baby. That was we, my Dusty saying Mula Bula, I guess, is the best I could do. You don't have to use too much of a lisp on that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, God, I, uh, sidetrack. There's a story about Dusty I heard Cornette tell once where he was driving drunk, passed out, crashed into a cornfield, <clears throat> woke up, gets out of the car, and sees all these people standing there. Now, everybody knows who Dusty is, and he just gets on top of the car and goes, Ain't nobody going to believe you, baby. And he gets in the car and drives off. (laughs) (coughs) Fantastic. He seems like a guy that you would have loved to sit around and listen to stories about all the time. Dusty's my mentor. So we get a ref bump, and uh, Arn Anderson uh, tries to uh, use the chair, but Luger gets it, just assaults Arn Anderson. Luger gets the win with the rack, won't let go of it. Uh, the horsemen end up coming to tend to Arn Anderson, and he ends up getting stretchered out. Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, I'm getting over this cold, man. I can't. I can't help it. Um, I'm debating uh, pro, uh, post editing putting a fart sound over every one of these coughs instead of that. <laughs> there you go. That that'll work. That'll work. That'll keep. Uh, we get. Uh, we get I don't Lee have Mar- that kind of time, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Well, we're on a short window this time. Yeah. Uh, Lee Marshall is. No, back I just mean cough so much. We get the WCW hotline to find out what's going on with Sting. Uh, and we get Harlem Heat with Sherry and Colonel Parker. Hey, Lee Marshall kicks it over to Booker T. Shut up, man! And then... I have an issue with that. You guys are seriously baiting people. Call us to get the scoop on Sting. You guys keep saying, we have no idea what's going on with Sting. He's just there. You know what I mean? Like, where is he? It's, we, we have no idea about him. You're asking people to call for that? Ah, shame on you. That's some bullshit. It's not like you guys are like, well, soon he's going to start looking like the movie Crow. I don't know yeah. who would have delivered the message if they sounded like that. Yeah, it probably was Lee Marshall. Uh, Booker <laughs> T references uh, when you cross 110th Street. Love that. It's a great tune, Bobby Womack. If you don't know now, you yep. know. Uh, so, yeah, I just thought that was cool. I popped for that. Uh, next, man. Man, 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 man. Before I even read who's in this match, the first line that I wrote was, this could have been a hell of a match if anybody besides Mongo was in there. Uh, We get the Faces of Fear versus Mongo and Benoit. Um, Benoit gives a headbutt to the Barbarian, instantly regrets it, because, you know, Samoans. Um, There was a sick move by Faces of Fear. I forget who, it had to be Benoit that took it. Uh, Barbarian does a backdrop to Benoit, but Haku catches him. I'm sorry, Meng. Meng catches him and power bombs him. It just was a cool spot. The backdrop caught him, power bomb. It looked great. Loved it. Um, they started talking about the one save rule. 
which was an old rule from back in the day where if you were in a tag team match, you could make one save on a pin attempt from your opponents. If you did it after that, you were disqualified. <laughs> I never knew that. I wish they could bring that out nowadays, but it's like, well, watch any Lucha Brothers tag team match. <laughs> right. They just all end up in the ring anyway. So, um, Mongo ends up hitting Haku in the head with the briefcase, which I just don't understand. And uh, who, I think it was Heenan that goes, you can ring my bell. They did a basically a fucking, uh, was it a Blondie joke? You can uh, ring so, my bell. Hey, we're both getting over cold. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what, though? You're right. It, Mongo was the weak link, 100%. But oh, yeah. and you could have put you could have put uh, Disco Inferno in there, and I bet you would have been fine, at least a little bit better. Um, oh, oh my God, we didn't talk about that. Did you the the tweet? Oh, shit I, I retweeted it on our page. I retweeted it on our page. Yeah, just Kenny Omega has the best one, and he's a bitch. <laughs> gotta love it. Gotta love it. No, but if it was anybody else, and the point is that Mongo had to use a briefcase just to assert any form of dominance because what's he gonna do against barbarian and ming not a damn thing so it's yeah i if anybody else but it it had really good potential yeah well this is where things go sideways uh benoit ends up winning with the flying head but uh barbarian ends up using the briefcase on mongo and they lay him out uh i'll tell you one thing mongo can play dead at least um the dungeon of doom ends up coming out conan has a woman by the neck uh benoit gets absolutely murdered by the dungeon of doom Sullivan starts walking towards woman and just takes off his shirt and he's wearing a wife beater underneath it. I mean, I was waiting to see if there was a stain on there, like, you know, pasta sauce or something, nothing. Um, and basically they're just playing that angle. Um, and it's just, yeesh. Are we about to revive the Sullivan Benoit angle already? I mean, we did it at Bash and Great American Bash and stuff, but now all of a sudden I think we're going to have uh, this reignite because... This shit got a touch personal there. He, he Yeah, he got raided, and he goes, I'm going to show you why I'm the man. Yep. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was cringy, but, I mean, I guess back then it worked, right, especially when you don't necessarily know what's going on. Um, this is less cringy yeah, than got, grabbing Liz by the top and bottom of her fucking head with giant's hands. Yeah, that that is true. That is true. Uh, we got DiBiase back in the crown. He's kind of been the MC for NWO all night. Uh, NWO won. WCW zero, two down, two to go. Tag champs are next. Um, Hall and Nash. Notice are, everybody's coming from the crowd. From the crowd. Oh, yep. NWO wrestlers are coming from the crowd, shield style, if you will. Uh, not from the NWO or WCW type locker room. And you're yeah, right. Uh, the DiBiase's out there first every time in, in introducing each one. Got annoying. <laughs> yeah. Well, you knew it was coming. Uh, Hall and Nash are over as fuck. Uh, Hall spits on Stevie before tagging in Nash. Um, Diesel chance and fucking yep. and Nash just raises his hand and got a massive pop from that. I thought that was yeah. cool as shit because he could have just been like, fuck you. That's not who I am anymore. But he just went along, rode with it, and then he never went and he never looked back. He just did play it. Into and, the, play into it. Yep. Um. So possibly one of my favorite spots of the night uh sherry gets up on the apron hall does the kind of like the gold dust thing where he like rubs his hands up against his chest and flicks the sweat at her and she instantly slaps him and he fucking just kind of looks around grabs her and just kisses her and she fucking takes a bump off the ring parker starts flipping out it was fucking hilarious 
uh, moment it, of, the, of the entire pay-per-view. Yeah, it was fucking hilarious. And uh, naturally, got a big pop. Um, Harlem Heat hit the Harlem Hangover on Hall. The rest distracted. Nash comes in at the same time Colonel Parker does. Nash just takes the cane, hits Stevie in the head a couple times. Parker just powders to the back, never to be seen again. And Hall gets the pin. Kind of just rolls like, over. Fucked over Harlem head. Heat. Just kind of was worried about himself and just kind of left him out to dry. Yeah, but yeah, the yep. outsiders are your new tag champs. We knew it was going to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we got a promo for WCW World War Three coming November 24th. Um, 60 wrote, men, three rings. Yeah, who did the promo? I have no idea. Okay, fair enough. All right, well, here we are. We're at the main event, and I've got a lot of notes here. Uh, I'm probably going to skip over some of these. It's Hogan versus Macho for the world title. Baby, what the hell did you do to your head? <laughs> Hogan is wearing his movie haircut. Um, I thought he had plugs for a second, uh, but we'll get there. Uh, Hall and Nash. I has, thought he just took all the shit that was in the back and just spiked and just it up. Glued in the it air. on the front. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he fucking <laughs> they're plugs. Uh, Hall, we were told by commentary that Hall and Nash have been escorted out of the building. They had an encounter with WCW officials. Um, Buffer starts announcing Hogan, who comes. He came through the crowd. He's in the ring, and Buffer's announcing him. But as he's announcing him, they play Macho's music. To the point where they finally realize they haven't even announced Hogan yet. Cut the music. So they end up cutting Macho so Buffer can finish the intro. A little choppy there, but that's okay. It Shit was. Happens. Yep. Um, so uh, Macho comes out and he motions to the back and a monster truck comes out. It's a Macho Man monster truck. Uh, it's not the one from the contest. They made that clear. Uh, so there's that. Um so It'll Randy be Anna, much, much smaller. We promise you. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? You're you not getting, getting that one. It's going to yeah. be a Ford Escort. Yep, road legal. That's what they said. Uh, Randy Anderson instructs Giant and DiBiase ahead of the back. Uh, Giant does, but DiBiase stays. Uh, Macho gets the mic and cuts a little bit of a promo. Um, Hogan does the typical heel shit where he just powders, comes back in, powders, comes back in. Um, but even when the match starts, Hogan keeps his sunglasses on. Uh, Macho gets an early comeback and ends up taking them. He puts them on naturally. And then he rips off Hogan's hairpiece and puts and you it see on. The, uh, the, yeah, he puts it on, and then you see Hogan had a ponytail with his other hair, his real hair, tucked up underneath, underneath. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, at this point, he's got the sunglasses on that Hogan had and his rug, which is blonde, with his dark hair. He looked like a Russian gangster. That's what Macho looked like. Looked like a homeless sting. <laughs> well, okay, there's that too. Um, yeah, Macho uses or Stang. <laughs> yeah, no, Stang or Stang. Uh, Macho uses a chair at one point, and there's no DQ. And then Hogan uses the chair, and there's no DQ. I have no idea why that happened. I guess the ref was just allowing some leniency. If I am not mistaken, I think back in WCW, your world title matches. Pretty much didn't have uh, DQ or countouts. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. Because WWE started doing that, too, where, like, a lot of their main event matches in this time, uh, they start going outside, and they don't really adhere to the countout or some of the things they do. Because Austin starts hitting people with, like, a camera, and they're like, eh, it's Austin. It's okay. Yeah, we'll let that one slide. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, a couple chair spots. And then Liz comes out, and I, I put this in here, full transparency. I'm just going to say it because, you know, I... I don't want to be demeaning or anything, but goddamn, she was looking fine. I just want to say that. 
Mm-hmm. Hogan yells to Liz, telling him, telling her to get in his corner. Macho gets a roll up, and at this point, we see Hogan's wearing a thong. Thought that was interesting. Uh, and then after that, Macho does another. He's pull. full of surprises with his gear tonight. <laughs> he is. He is. Uh, and then we get another tight pull from Macho, just exposing Hogan's bare ass. That was fantastic. Uh, Hogan uses Liz as a shield. And then I put rinse and repeat because I think they did the same spot again. Uh, we get the big boot. Liz comes in to check on Macho. Hogan backs her into the corner. DiBiase slides Hogan an object uh, after Hogan misses the leg drop. Liz takes it. Uh, Hogan hits the ref with the clothesline, and we get a replacement ref. Who do you think it is? Mr. Broken Neck himself, Nick Patrick. Um, Kenny Powers. Kenny Powers. Uh, Macho hits the elbow. Patrick counts to two and then stops because, oh, my neck and my back. So he has to do that. Macho goes after Patrick. Hogan gets the object. I'm suing. <laughs> I want 150,000. Uh, Macho blocks it, takes the object, clocks Hogan. Macho goes for the elbow again, uh, but DiBiase grabs the leg. Giant comes in, choke, slam. Boom. There you go. Um, what happens next? I absolutely adored. It, 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 even with this piece right here, Giant disappears. And he comes back with, I, at first I thought it was the Stanley Cup, but it's just a punch bowl full of ice water. And Hogan, who was already knocked out, you know, he just got kind of rolled on top of Macho for the pin. Giant just dumps the ice water on him and Hogan comes to and he's like, did I win? Did I win? Oh, I won. Sweet. The Giant invented the ice bucket challenge in 1996. <laughs> Apparently. Wow. He's ahead of his time. Melt multiple ways. Um, and then they're celebrating Giant and Hogan in the ring. And the bagpipes start playing. And mm-hmm. God damn it, it's motherfucking Rowdy Roddy Piper. Did you see the goon that was walking in behind him that they never showed again? Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. Yeah. I thought it was like... Dude, uh, that dude was charity or something. He was. No, he was a big just, boy. I, was it a rest, uh, a, a oh, fan or something? I wonder if it was some backup just in case Hogan didn't play ball. Could have been. I don't know. Uh, Man, this dude looked I pretty don't know, big. Because this whole exchange was, oh, my God. It was for anybody who ever was a fan of wrestling in 83, 84, 86, all the times that Hogan and Piper were at it. They make mention to WrestleMania. They make mention to the brawl that ended all. Um, I think they that's what it was, Mr. Right? T. Bra- yes. Oh my God. Yeah. And I, I, I had to fight Mr. T and a bunch of security. Piper's got long hair. He keeps calling Giant uh, Sprout. Sprout. Yes. Easy Sprout. Crowd is eating eating it up so much that he he calls him Sprout easily twenty seven times in the oh, segment. Yeah. Problem is, WCW was ahead of their time. By that, they were like, you know what? I bet you, we probably can't keep going on pay per view right now. We probably have to stop this at some point, right? So they had to go off the air because the pay per view was at just about three hours. Two years later, I don't think that that's what they did when it came to DDP and Goldberg. I think that's kind of funny, but the segment was still going. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Now I, I gotta tell th- you, the other day you texted me and said, "Did you watch Halloween Havoc? Do you know about the end?" And I just wrote back, Piper with a question mark, and you wrote, "Yeah." 
And I said, one of the main reasons I know is because of a magazine that I had. A little story time here for you, ODM. I think you might uh, appreciate it for a second. When I was uh, at, at this time, I had gotten only one WCW magazine in my entire time ever of getting magazines. I had a lot. I have a huge collection of them still. And it was Piper and Hogan in the ring and the the Halloween Havoc banners and everything in the background. It was him there, Piper having his hand on his chin. It was epic. I brought it to my friend's house. We're going to call him uh, Jose. Um, you know why I'm going to call him that? That was his fucking name. So I went to Jose's house and stayed the night. It was the last time I ever remember having that magazine, and he swore up and down he's never seen the thing. And I'm like, look at uh, anybody who knows me when it comes to any wrestling merchandise, uh, DVD, this, that. Believe me, I know where everything is right now off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure you have my magazine, so he stole it. But that's how I remembered that. It was my only WCW <laughs> magazine, but it had Piper and Hogan on the front cover. So I want to tell you that story. My bad. Yeah, my favorite line was Piper does, you know, he does call out WrestleMania. He goes, if they didn't hate me so much, would they have cheered you so much? Yeah. Oh, oh, fucking killed me. Fucking killed me. Mentions Liberace as well. I had his way with Liberace. <laughs> <laughs> it was All great. Right. It, it, it was. It was a really good pay per view. So as I mentioned, they go off the air. No uh, resolution to this, and they're still arguing in the ring. The only people who really get to see what's happening are the people there. And Monday Nitro, might as well start with it, right? We'll, we'll go Nitro since it was the night before. Absolutely. All they tease all night is you are going to see what you didn't get to see on the pay-per-view. Good. I'm excited about this. <laughs> I should be, right? Fuckers. All right, man, what happened on Nitro? Uh, Zabisco was wearing a Superman t-shirt for some reason. I don't know. Uh, we start with Juventud Guerrera versus Stephen Regal, Lord Stephen Regal for the uh, TV title. Because remember, he yeah. won that recently. He was just on a tour in the UK. Um, we get Sting in the rafters, uh, and then we get people with the NWO sides kind of flooding the hard cam. Uh, is this our first we, time getting Sting in the rafters? Uh, yes, yes, yeah, it is. Yep. Want to bring uh, that we up? Get, we get we get six in the crowd with the mic. Uh, Sting, you need to make the right choice, pal. Pal. Not, not making that shit up, dude. Not making that shit up. Uh, Regal wins. You know what's funny is he, him on the mic, he fucked up. He's like, we got the WCW world title. We got the U.S. title, which technically you don't. I you mean, don't. by all right. And he goes, I'm going to have the cruiserweight title soon. You don't want to mention Hall and Nash with the new tag team champions, man? Yeah, he botched that promo a bit. He was yep. too busy trying to worry about getting his part in about himself. Yeah, get pal. your shit in. Get your, sh- <laughs> get your shit in, pal. Um, yeah, tonight, I guess, is the night of them just not hitting their mark or their stride because um, Shivani was supposed to be with Regal uh, after the match, and Regal just walked off. And then Shivani starts talking about Sting, and Sting just gets up and walks away from his spot in the rafters. So. I don't know. Apparently, Shivani's like kryptonite for everybody. Swear to God, at that exact moment, maybe about five minutes before that, and I go, 
I don't remember. Did he sit up there all night watching shit? I'm like, is that what he did? I can't remember. I'm like, well, he had to take a piss or a shit break at some point. And then he goes away, and I go, ah, got to take a shit. Well, yeah, I know, right? That was quick. Uh, next was one of my favorite spots. Uh, the Faces of Fear are selling merch. Sold. <laughs> Sold. I loved it. I loved it. I actually rewound it to watch it again. It was fantastic. Um, DDP is up next facing Mike Enos. And the first note that I wrote is, oh, no. What are they going to do to poor Mike Enos now? And, you know, it wasn't too bad. He did get bitch slapped. He should have quit when he had that entrance. Well, I say no because he actually got a pop in this match. You know what? We're seeing you so much every week. All right. <laughs> yeah, he had a high spot and got a pop. Um, but he's ever forever going to be overshadowed by NWO, especially Scott Hall, which is what happened at the end of this match. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, yep. reca- re- we get a recap of Malenko and Ray at Halloween Havoc. Uh, next, we get Jim Powers with Teddy Lung versus Dean Malenko. Can you guess who the ref is? Yeah, uh, it's very consistent. It's what's going on here. And, of course, let's just, you know, jump to it. Oh, my God, Patrick didn't do something right, and Teddy Long was upset about it. Yep. That's it. And they're setting something up because Psychosis was on the ramp watching the match, and they never really went back to that. Um, Yeah, we get a recap of Faces of Fear versus the Horsemen at Halloween Havoc, and we uh, they're playing up the whole Sullivan woman angle, uh, so they're definitely starting to build towards that. Uh, next, we get Ricky Morton in singles action. Uh, taking on Jeff Jarrett. Jarrett wins with the figure four. Uh, Giants in the crowd cuts a promo on Jarrett, uh, calls out the horseman. Uh, then we get Shivani with Jeff Jarrett, who's calling for unity in the WCW. And he doesn't get to finish his promo because they're running late on time. So he gets played off like the Oscars. I wrote they gave the Academy Award poll to him. He was like, and let me tell you. Boom. And let me tell you, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> um, I liked how Giant belittled Jarrett. He's like, you were just there. They're, they don't want you in the horseman. I'm like, I love right. it. Like, he was still pretty good on, on some promos. I When he went joking heel with these guys and trying to have fun. Big, beefy man. He's on script. He's good. Yeah, but when he was when he started doing some of these things, I'm like, eh, bring it back, man. Yeah, the big, beefy mansion is enough. But look at me. I got movie contracts, Liz. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hour two. Uh, yeah, so we get high voltage versus the amazing French Canadians. Um, Quebecers, basically. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I wrote, funny feeling this is going to get interrupted. Um, PCO looking a little chonky. Just a little chunky. Um, there's a hockey reference. From Been eating too many Slim Jims. Too many Slim Jims. Uh, there was a hockey reference in this one from the, the French Canadians. Um, calls the crowd Coyote Heads. Uh, they're in Phoenix, Arizona. The hockey nice. team is the Phoenix Coyotes, which used to be the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, if you don't know, Winnipeg's in Canada. So, I, uh, so a little, thanks, a little man, for a little bit of uh, global teachings here. So, uh, wait. I'm Professor, you're Doc. Remember that. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Uh, they're singing the Canadian National Anthem. They get jumped. Um, the Nasty Boys come out for some reason and just take everybody out. And they cut a promo on Hogan. Yay, Nasty Boys. Um, and then, and in the words of Michael Buffer, let's get ready to run <laughs> Yo, go find some teeth. <laughs> yeah, Fuck off right. here. 
Uh, next, uh, your boy that you were just referencing earlier, uh, Jimmy Graffiti, uh, took on Rey Mysterio. Uh, Jimmy Graffiti coming to the ring was air tagging. Like, just like spray painting with an imaginary can. The air. I, okay. All right. Um, basically, we've got... Uh, I thought the, it was good shit. Y- yeah, I'm sure you did. Uh, basically, Bischoff's talking about how WCW has no commitment to Piper other than the five minutes that he asked for. Um, which is a whole different thing because they obviously missed the mark on that. Mark on that. Uh, we get an NWO NWO merch spot. They have hats now too. Uh, Lee Marshall's on the road again. I'm sure you care. Next, which I think is was this the, the same event. guy that's in the Nightmare Factory? Oh no, wait, that's no, QT no. Marshall. Never mind, QT Marshall. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, next is that what I thought was the match of the night. It was Eddie versus Benoit. But the the great thing about this is they're both taped up from the previous yeah. night. Uh, Eddie's ribs are taped up. Benoit's shoulder is taped up. And, man, they just sell. And the whole match is about just getting the advantage and working that beaten up body part. It was really great. Um, Sullivan's in That's the awesome. Beat. It was great. It's showing that these guys, can, you're like, okay. It's like playing a video game, right? You're going to have half your stamina when you get into this game. Yes. Oh, shit, man. I'm at a disadvantage. Both of them were there, already beat up from the night before, both bandaged. And they can go on a regular night, and they didn't slow down. They're fighters. Awesome match. You're right. Match of the night for both shows. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Mongo, oops, sorry. Mongo uh, uses the briefcase on, on Eddie's ribs. I thought it was an interesting spot, and Mongo actually did something decent because Mongo went to look like he was going to clock him in the head, and Eddie went to block it. And Mongo hit him in the ribs with it. I thought that was I thought that was clever. So I'll give that one to uh, Mongo. He probably messed pro- up. It, and it probably wasn't his <laughs> idea. Anyway, so never mind. Uh, next, we get Nick Patrick with Shivani. This was a cluster, but I kind of liked it. Uh, Nick Patrick has his attorney, Alan Sharp, there. Uh, and uh, Alan Sharp calls Shivani Brill Cream Boy. Sick burn. Um <laughs> Basically blaming Jericho for attacking Patrick at Halloween Havoc, which, of course, Jericho comes out and says there's nothing wrong with Patrick's neck and that he's a paid employee of the NWO. Then Teddy Long comes out, and guess what happened with this promo? It got cut short and played off to commercial. Yeah, this was a clusterfuck of a promo, and I was glad the Academy Award music came out on this one. Yep, they're just missing their marks. Uh, Next, we get Booker T in singles action uh, against Lex Luger. Uh, Colonel Parker uh, cuts a backstage promo basically saying there's no heat between him and Harlem Heat. Uh, Luger botches a press slam, but he actually is able to catch him, steadies himself, and hits an atomic drop. So, I mean, there's no way of getting around it, but you know what? He he made the most of it. Uh, nobody got hurt, and he was able to kind of just you know do something with it. So That's fair. Not, not too bad. Uh Luger's ready to rack and roll. Boo. Uh, let's see. You so gave he, me a much harder boo, and I think that was worse. <laughs> I, you know, my voice, man. You know, I'm getting over this cold. Uh, he, he does get Booker in the rack at some point, but he sees Sting in the crowd and just drops Booker and starts running through the crowd uh, and gets counted out. Sting, you know, waits for until the... Waits for Luger to get a little bit closer, and then he just sulks off into the distance. And Luger is... Once Sting walks away, Luger just stops. He's like, huh, what do I do now? I guess I'll walk slowly was I in a up match? the stairs. I don't know. <laughs> Stupid. So, yeah, so there's that. Uh, then we get uh, Bischoff basically going 
uh, talking about Piper again, talking about how it was just five minutes that Piper had asked for, nothing more, nothing less. And we're going to give you a recap of this promo, and it's going to be completely unabridged. Uh, no, it's not, because you're playing less than what we actually saw on the pay-per-view the night before, because your segments ran too long. <laughs> and so Hogan shows up in the middle of it, and I'm like, well, wait, they even said more on the pay-per-view, and they cut him off where he's like, I... I'm the reason you have no hair. And I'm like, they said a lot more before going off the air. And yeah, Hogan comes in. I'm like, oh, well, maybe they'll play the rest of it soon. Nope. Yep. Not so much. Uh, Just yeah, a quick the Hog- Hogan and DiBiase promo with all the lights off. And it's just Hogan in the ring. One spotlight. Yeah. All he said was, I'm going to take a macho. I'm going to take real good care of Liz for you. Uh, he distorts Piper's promo, basically saying he was a coward and he ran away. Uh, and DiBiase says, you know, we've built the foundation and, uh, Hogan, just, you go out there and entertain him. And he just does the poses and that's how we go off the air. So. I was so mad. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to see the other part of Halloween Havoc. All yeah. right. What happened with Raw? Raw. Well, Raw, we get some recaps on some stuff that, uh, you know, that we didn't see, but we're well aware of. Uh, and it starts with Austin taking out Pillman's ankle, which happened on Superstars, um, which is great. Uh, we also get Brett live from Calgary. Uh, Austin's in the WWF studio, so we're definitely ramping that up. Uh, we get the real Double J, Jesse James, taking on Salvatore Sinceri. Um You're going to sing, aren't you? No, no. Actually, okay. it's funny. I actually I wrote it's funny that they keep calling him the real double J or just double J at all. I'm like, cause you got the double J over in uh, nitro. And I'm like, it's, I like it. It, it no, I'm not going to sing it this week. Well, it's hilarious. I already people. sang enough share. Okay. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, they show pictures of Jesse James uh, when he was in the army in desert storm. Gotta keep hitting this. Um, I do remember them yeah. going to show that a lot, a lot back in time. Yeah. Yeah. And then, this is hilarious. Vince actually calls him Jeff Jarrett at one point, and King had to correct him. <laughs> uh, they say. So that who Pillman... do you really want in this picture here, Vince? Why don't you really tell us? Yeah, I know, right? A little Freudian. We have Double there. J. We have Double J at home. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, so that's the third one, technically, if you want to get down to it. Uh, that's true. Yeah. The Diesel, the Razor. And yeah. the... Oh, that's tremendous. Uh, they do reference that Pillman has to have another ankle reconstruction. Uh, and uh, the real Double J wins. Uh, we get our Karate Fighter Survivor Series Holiday Tournament. Uh, no, it's actually, no. It's uh, Doc Hendricks backstage talking about the Survivor Series, which is going to be sponsored by Karate Fighters. Uh, Austin interrupts uh, <laughs> halfway through. Uh, Doc just runs down the car. We're going to get Sid versus HBK. And uh, our Survivor Series match is going to be Triple H, Goldust, Crush, and Lawler uh, with Perfect, who's been suspended. Uh, by Monsoon for his whole uh, ruse with the shenanigans. Shenanigans. Uh, they're going to be taking on Mark Marrow, Mark Henry, Rocky Maivia, and the Stalker. Okay. Uh, we're also going to get Taker vs. Mankind uh, and Austin vs. Brett. Austin's back on the screen again, running down Doc, saying, I want my time. Where, you know, I, I talked about it last week. We've been seeing it ramp up. It's There's, no, there's nowhere else to go except the one big event. But, I mean, other than that, we're here. Austin's here. We've got mm-hmm. full-fledged Austin. It's awesome. It's good shit. Uh, they show Austin back at his house, and he's just playing with his cat. And Austin's assaulting the makeup lady. So we get a nice little, uh, you know, difference Hart there. Hart was playing with his cat. You said Austin was playing with his cat. Yeah, Brett was playing with his cat. Oh, okay. Yeah, Brett, yeah Brett's uh, Brett just hanging with, with his cat. Pussy. So, yeah. uh, next we get Crush with Clarence Mason versus Aldo Montoya. 
I swear to God, if you make a joke, uh, Marrow's on the phone. He's talking about Mr. Perfect's double cross. Uh, the crowd has been handed out jailbird signs because now they're starting to sell that, that crush really hates that. Um, Farouk is possibly going to file a lawsuit against Ahmed for the attack backstage. Uh, and Farouk is retaining Clarence Mason as his lawyer and manager. Now, uh, this is obviously a squash, uh, crush is drawing with one of the fans and there's a air quotes security guard there, uh, who's telling them to back off and crush just destroys him. Uh, so yeah, I thought the whole the, segment was just, just incredible. It was awesome. Uh, all right, back to the Karate Fighters Holiday Tournament. It's per- Mr. Perfect versus Phineas, and Perfect wins with a distraction. Uh, and Todd Pentengale signs off as, this is the Toddster. See you next week. The fucking Toddster. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I love it. We, we get a little hype package out of that. We're going to have Brian Pillman live from his home recovering from his most recent surgery next week. Uh, it's probably going to be a pretty lame segment, so uh, I, I wouldn't have too much yeah, expectations we'll blow past on that it. one. Yeah. Uh, Austin chimes in, uh, says they're going to everybody's house except his. Uh, Austin says he's going to show up there. Uh, they do the recap of Superstars um, where he just goes after Pillman's ankle, and then they put him in the ambulance. Austin comes back, takes the keys, throws them backstage so they can't get him. Uh, and this is where we get, I think, the first time we hear him with DTA. Don't trust DTA, anybody. DTA, don't trust DTA. anybody. Yeah. Woo! Uh, he's already healing on Vince, just cuts a great promo. Uh, Austin's still in the studio. Now Brett's with his kids. Uh, Brett's asked about Pillman uh, being assaulted by Austin. And just as Brett's about to start talking, Sonny's music starts playing. You can't hear him. So they're like, all right, we're going to cut away to Sonny. They got a little bit of the WCWs this week, apparently. I guess his uh, interview had seen sunnier days oh jesus christ all right uh sunny sits on lawler's lap uh i'm perving the dish uh yeah and she's gonna be joining commentary for the billy gun freddie joe floyd match uh the guns are basically split up at this point they had another accidental bump on superstars uh bart comes to the ring they're arguing and looking for a match it's a squash it goes quick uh so we're jerry springer yeah. yeah pretty much uh, so we're back to Austin and Brett. Brett mocks Austin. Keeps saying right, right, and then one time Brett just goes right. <laughs> it, was a, it was a very Brett thing. Um, uh, Brett seems really ineffectual in this, uh, and Austin says he's not leaving. Uh, goes after a production assistant. Then uh, we get our main event. It's Bulldog uh, versus HBK. Uh, Owen joins commentary. Uh, at no point, dirty we, Diana. No which dirty is nice. Diana. Yeah, thank God with that mouth breather. Uh, we go back to Austin, who's now assaulting a security guard, uh, and they've called the police on Austin. Next is the most. We've seen some cringy shit happen while we've been doing this, right? We've seen some cringy shit. This might be the cringiest thing I've ever seen since we started doing this. Yeah. We get a commercial for. Uh, it's a CD of all the entrance themes of the WWE superstars or WWF superstars. <laughs> and it has Freddie Blassie in it. And it has a little kid. And Freddie Blassie goes, show me what you got. So this little kid first starts off with HBK. So he just looked like a male stripper at like 10 years old. Uh, and then he also did the gold dust thing. So yeah. it basically just looked like a pedophile commercial. It was pretty fucking disturbing. Yeah, I felt dirty watching it, to be honest yeah, with you. It, 
It was terrible. Uh, Owen interferes in the match. Uh, Sid runs in. Sid ends up elbowing HBK when he's going for a punch. They face off, uh, but Owen gets on the mic and challenges them for a match for the tag titles, and they accept. Uh, and then we see Austin getting kicked out uh, by the police. And on his way out, he said, don't worry, Vince McMahon won't let anything happen to me. Yep. Woo! Oh, Love yeah, that line. Absolutely. Awesome. I'm excited, man. It's We're here, man. We're on the way to some big stuff for Austin now because we know he's going to fight Brett first at Survivor Series, and we'll be talking in, you know, March or April about WrestleMania 13 as well. So a lot of good things to come there. Some good things to come with uh, with ho- after Halloween Havoc here because now that Piper is in the mix, we know what's going to happen in December with Starcade. It's Piper and Hogan, which the only WCW pay-per-view I've ever bought, and I can't wait to watch it again. It's, it's going to be an exciting one. I'm excited. But next week, our top topic is back, and this time it is our top 20 character rebrandings you know isaac yankum all the way up to kane or you know mrs foley's little boy to cactus to mankind to dude love there's a lot of different transitions we've seen and some were for the best some were for the worst but we're only talking about the top ones next week that's the top 20 and of course we'll be talking more monday night wars bringing you news and talking probably some AEW dynamite how did pumpkin fish go who else advanced in the tournament we shall see but as always my name is the professor mark fantasia i bid you a farewell each and every week odm the new doc of the show he loves to leave us with his impersonation of a wrestler while doing one of our movie quotes man what better way to do it than the man that just showed up at halloween havoc rowdy roddy piper let me tell you something, Sprout. Our credo, sic corjamus ios subjecticos nunc. We gladly feast on those who would subdue us. Not just pretty words. Pal. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are The Professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing, the analyst, Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com. That's something that Enzo would do. Um, I speaking of, did you did you happen speaking of Greece or whatever? Did you happen to see Drave Maverick really had to pee on command? Did you ever read I that? I did. Article? 
I did, yes. Yes. How far would you go for your job? I don't know if it would be that far. That's for damn sure. Speaking of pests, isn't it funny how people are like, oh my God, Kenny Omega, he wins every match. Oh my God, they push him so much. Same fans who are like, oh, Roman Reigns, oh my God, piss on my mouth, I love you. All right, <laughs> I'm going to go take a break. <laughs>